I'm Eric Martin. Welcome to Feeding Your Passion, the podcast for the entrepreneur and the food connoisseur. I'll be your host for our exclusive VIP dining experience where you'll meet top restaurateurs and other special guests. First, you'll get to know our celebrity restaurant owner, enjoy an amazing front-of-the-house virtual culinary experience, and then wrap up by learning key action steps, insights, and inspiration for thriving in the food service industry. Now, let's get rolling. Okay, Passion Nation, welcome to episode two of Feeding Your Passion, the podcast for the entrepreneur and the food connoisseur. I'm your host, Eric Martin. I'm excited to be here today with the amazing Joanna Hart. Okay, Joanna, before I give you a full and proper introduction, say what's up to Passion Nation. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm really excited. Fantastic. All right. We're so excited to have you, Joanna. Hart uh, is the owner proprietor of the Palm Coffee Bar in Burbank, California. Joanna was born and grew up just outside Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. She grew up studying art and music, moving to Los Angeles, California, where she attended Musicians Institute for computer recording in LAORT for graphic design. She spent the next 15 years in the fashion industry as a recruiter hiring digital creatives and working with some of the world's top talent for some of LA's coolest Fortune 500s. Combining all her talents and gifts, art, marketing, graphic design, creative direction, her love for recruiting and people development over a conversation on New Year's Eve, it occurred to her that a coffee shop may be a perfect space to fulfill all of her dreams in one. The Palm Coffee Bar was born February 17th, 2018. It has quickly been one of the hottest uh, buzzing small coffee shops in the L.A. area. And she's also known as the boss lady. Okay, so we are uh, let's um, roll into this. And and so what do you want our front of the house VIPs that are sitting down? We're all sitting down at the VIP table with the owner of the Palm Coffee Bar, Joanna. And so, Joanna, what do you want our listeners to know about the Palm Coffee Bar and the unique experience that you created for them that they may not know? Mm. The unique experience that I think that we offer is just that. It's an experience. Um, I, my coffee is the best, but my staff is what makes the experience amazing. Um, They are trained to connect the community and gather people, which it's a a different time right now, but um, they're still managing to do so. So really just the connection um, and the passion are what makes my business stand out from others. Um, You can feel it when you walk in. You can see it in the products that we carry and the level of luxury in a lot of the products that we carry. Um, a ton of specialty items, vegan, gluten-free, you name it. We have something for everybody. So it's just a space for everyone to come in, feel loved, feel seen, and know that there's something special waiting there for them. Fantastic. And that's a gift to create that kind of atmosphere. What is So what's the most popular item on your menu 
describe that offering for us. So one of our most popular items that kind of went viral, it's called the Sweet Creature Latte. Um, I have an employee that is obsessed with hairstyles. And um, we were sitting around and she's like, I want to do a latte based on hairstyles album cover. And so I said, show me what you got. So she rolled through and she came up with this idea. It is a latte with rose and cardamom. um, And it's sprinkled with... um, a dusting of dried uh, edible rosebuds. It is beautiful and pink glitter, edible glitter. Um, And people come from all over the place to try our sweet creature latte. It's beautiful and it tastes amazing. Fantastic. How fun is that? You know, an opportunity uh, for her to turn her creative passions into a real life product. Oh my goodness. And that's what I love that my staff is really involved. They're excited um, they want to bring pieces of themselves into the business, and I really highly promote that. That's what keeps people happy and excited. Um, it creates spaces that I wouldn't be able to create myself and still are on brand because I believe in passion. And when passion comes through something, it usually comes out pretty beautiful. Absolutely. Fantastic. I know Julie, my wife, would want to try that. <laughs> item the next time we're in LA. So check them out fantastic. on Instagram. There's photos. It's super pretty. Yes, I have seen some of them. They you do have beautiful artwork. I can tell you've got a background in art. So what is your favorite uh maybe your personal favorite menu item? Tell us the story behind that item. So my per- personal favorite menu item is an old but goodie. It is a cappuccino. That is it. Very simple. Um I think that the roots of coffee are such a beautiful space to sit in. Uh, if you love a good coffee, the less milk, the better, uh, the more you can taste the espresso. So I will go for a cappuccino or a cortado, which is just a little bit less milk than a cappuccino um, on the daily, sometimes multiple times a day. Um, I fell in love with coffee on a trip to Italy, and uh, I think it was 2007. And when I returned, I was never the same. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm the brat. Yeah, awesome. Um, have definitely a high level um, for specialty coffee. Great. So that is the comfort food of coffee for sure. So, what is another key must-try item that you've got on your menu? I saw plenty of pictures of plenty of amazing items, but what is another must-try item when we come so visit right Jewish restaurant? Right now, our summer specialty is a watermelon sugar matcha. <clears throat> wow. uh, we've, we've taken a watermelon base um, with a watermelon puree and essentially um, ceremonial matcha that dribbles on top. It kind of drips down the side. And uh, we added two gummies over the straw for fun. And it is a, it is a summer experience. I cannot, it's like a vacation in a cup. Beautiful. That is great. What a what a great description of it—a vacation in a cup. It sounds great. So, share with us. And you touched on this a little bit, but a free or, or a key front of the house strategy, core value, or behavior that you teach your staff in order to maximize the patrons' experience and the experience when they come through the door. Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm going to kind of work backwards. So essentially, um, one of the things that I do with my staff during 
trainings and uh, meetings is I have us work backwards. So I will have my staff serve me a drink and we do like a role play interaction. So, hi, um, I, I'd like a matcha da, 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 and I, they take my order. And uh, prior to taking my order, I pass them a piece of paper that they are to open when we are finished uh, with the order. And in that piece of paper is a secret. So as a customer coming in, we don't know who you are. We don't know what kind of day you're having. We don't know what's going on in your life, what struggles you have, what triumphs you have, right? We know nothing. If you're a new customer, we don't know what's going on with you. So in their hand, they hold that secret. And after my service with them, I ask them to open the secret and tell me if they've served me accordingly. So like last year when we had a bunch of fires going on, one of the secrets was my house burned down um, and in the fires and I'm staying with a friend in Burbank and I feel like I've lost everything and I have no one. So I said to my employee, do you feel like you've served a person that has nothing left well enough? And he said, no, I didn't. I didn't love on them enough. I didn't make them feel special. Like I should have done something else. So really just catering to people as being people. We're human. And learning to look at the things that people are bringing with them to that counter on their daily lives. Amazing. That is exactly why I say restaurant owners or restaurateurs are the most special entrepreneurs in the world because you serve others. I mean, to, to look at their perspective from that depth uh, is, is absolutely amazing. And it makes a difference in people's lives. So that is a nugget that uh, I think uh, our listeners can take away from this. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to shift gears and go to the back of the house segment. And, um, I know in a coffee shop, the back of the house, front of the house is kind of blended together. Um, <laughs> it can be. It's all, you know, a lot of it can be blended together. Um, you do, you know, you're preparing drinks and things from the demonstration standpoint and they see what's going on. But what is, what is one thing you feel like you've done really well in the development of the Palm Coffee Bar? I think the voice, the message um, really runs deep through the business. So um, our core values kind of float out through everything we do. Um, and they kind of show up in spaces that you might not see, you might not know about, and spaces that you do. Um, for instance, I don't know, during Halloween, I had a bag under the counter of little tiny plastic spiders. And it sounds silly, but we would give the spiders to kids, right? So it brings joy to the children. The parents are there getting a coffee. The kids are generally like not not happy. <laughs> so right. just bringing a little spark of joy for the kids that eases the parents' day um, and having little things like that around the space to brighten people's life, giving my employees the tools to be able to do that and um, we have a, a whole big thing of cards. So if someone's having a great day or a bad day or congratulations, um, just sewing into my employees like, hey, guys, you have free will. If you need something to make someone's day better, that's our job. Ask me. I will bring it. How cool is that? That is that's great. Fantastic. So um, what menu item has been your highest volume item? So. 
if it's the highest volume item, you've probably over time created the most profit off this item. Um, tell us a story about your highest volume item, how you developed it and promoted it to success. You're not going to like this one, but the highest volume is a latte, just a classic latte. Um, and it does have the highest margins. Um, yeah. Very simple, classic that everybody's constantly coming in for. I've, I've adapted, I've changed, I've, I've got specialty drinks and a lot of fun stuff coming in. So Sweet Creature is probably sitting up there in second slash third place in and out. But it is the classic latte that does the best. It's for a coffee shop, really. Um, if your coffee's good, that, that will happen. <laughs> it's a yeah, good problem. Absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah. Finding those soldiers that people love and will order over and over and over again from a business standpoint is very important. So uh, what, is, what is one thing you now know that you wish you would have known when you started on this food service journey? Mm. Well, we originally started off as a small takeaway coffee shop. And in the beginning, I was in trial and error mode for the first year, year and a half. Um, what I wish I would have known then was the the drop off at lunch was because I had no lunch. So um, just pastries didn't cut it. So as a small coffee shop, you cannot survive with just coffee and pastries. It doesn't work. Um, people that want to come in and grab a lunch and a coffee so that they don't have to stop two places. So really just, um, I wish I would have known that, but I also wish I would have reached out a little earlier to my customers and asked them, Hey, what do you guys want to see here? Which is something that I do now on, on the daily. Hey, what am I missing? What can I do better? Um, and being able to take that feedback, turn it around, make sure it's accurate and then be able to use it. So a lot of businesses operate in a sense that they're like, I'm doing this. This is my business. It's not my business. It's their business, right? So my customers collectively are running the show. It's not me. So make sure you listen to them. Make sure you uh, that is, questions. That is golden. That's worth a lot of money for anybody looking to start a restaurant. That is mm-hmm. uh, fantastic. So take us to the worst or most challenging moment as a restaurateur. And I know we're all... Going through COVID, things are opening up. It's been a crazy time. Who would have thought that uh, we would have gone through something like this? But most challenging time, tell us that story and what you learned or gained through that experience. For sure. So uh, COVID hit so quickly. Mm. I, I think it was March 15th. I was, uh, I heard about it and they were like, the government was like, Hey, we might be shutting down and wasn't quite sure what was going on. And in my head, I don't know what was going on. I ran out to all the other small businesses and I started buying things. I was like, let me like support small. And I I wasn't thinking about myself. (laughs) And I remember going like, I'll be fine. Everyone needs coffee. And then all of a sudden there was this shift that everything was shut down. Um, the challenge being, we weren't sure if we were essential, we weren't essential. It was like, where did we fall? Um, at the time we were carrying food. Um, and I noticed a huge drop off. No one's going to order a sandwich in the middle of a pandemic. So, um, I was like, I'm not going to survive this. So I've got to change. And I think this is the key in business, right? Pivot. Like you said, pivot is you know, you won't make it if you don't pivot, if you don't adapt and you don't change. So, um, I decided to open up as a grocery store. (laughs) 
I was, Christ. I had, I had a neighbor that was like 90 and she was having a hard time getting eggs and she was asking me to get them. And I'm like, I can't go to the supermarket and buy eggs. I don't feel comfortable. I have asthma. So I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I got to get my neighbor some eggs. And then I thought to myself, yeah, I'm going to pivot to a grocery store. Then she'll have her eggs. Perfect. My other customers will have the things they need. So, um, I found a distribution, um, company that would come out and, and, uh, for smaller minimums for someone like me and, uh, and do the drop off weekly. So we had eggs, we had apples, avocados, bananas, flour, yeast, you name it. Um, the entire inside was gutted and we adapted into a grocery store. And from there I had to pivot again because I was paying 30% to, um, some of these online delivery platforms. I won't, I won't name them, but I'm sure you've heard. Um, and I found this company called blissful, um, and Blissful takes 0% commission. They built my um, online platform in forty less than 48 hours. And then I had an app to go with it in a couple days. Um, and then I shifted all of my customers onto that ordering platform as they came in. Um, I promoted that everyone order from there so that I would be able to keep that 30% of my business. I don't think I would have survived this had I not done that. Right. So it was Fantastic. the two counterparts and they were working together. So the groceries plus the 30% back in my pocket. And uh, we were right. able to kind of move back. I had Four, the employees three. originally working until one o'clock. I shifted it. So we're open till three 30 now. And then we're hoping to shift it again and we're just rolling with it as we go. And I think that's the main takeaway of all this, right? Like you've got to adapt with the times you've got to listen to people and, um, and know what they want. And I think asking is so important. I do surveys and I go, hey, guys, what time should I be open till? Perfect. Yeah, I don't have anything to add to that. That's what entrepreneurship is all about. That's what feeding your passion is all about. And uh, bravo and kudos to you for everything that you did to fight through that. And uh, Thank you, Eric. That is fantastic. Very proud of you for pivoting and, and uh, just being persistent and using resources and, and fighting through that. That's, that's fantastic. So, it was a um, yeah, yeah. And we're still coming out of it, but we're going to come out of it stronger, better, and more knowledgeable. Uh, right. So yep. what is your favorite? So this is, what is your favorite preparation method? I mean, as you're preparing a drink and, you know, for a restaurant, a preparation method might be a little bit different than a drink, but, you know, just the love and passion that goes into a, a drink. What can you tell us about preparation method that is a differentiating factor? Yeah. So um, for a coffee shop, most people don't know, but coffee is very particular. Um, so I, the best way I can explain it is if you open a bottle of wine, air hits it, it changes, it adapts. You pour the bottle of wine into a glass, it spreads out, the air hits it differently, it adapts. Um, over the next 15 minutes, that wine glass will change. Coffee is the same. People don't realize um, that there is such an art to dialing in coffee. And by dialing in, um, essentially, I mean changing the grind of the coffee, um, the time, the dose in, the dose out. Uh, it's There's a science to it. Um, and I think for us, we adhere so closely to the science that we are nerds. I think that's what makes yeah. it. That's what makes Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You have to be, right? 
Yeah. And I would say it's that consistency um, that we try to build in our beans that we try to hit the same exact flavor notes. You're never going to get the same exact cup of coffee, even from the same beans, like within a couple hours, they change and they adapt. But um, to get that best extraction from the espresso shot is everything. And that's what my team is trained to focus on. So it's customer service and it's awesome shots of espresso. That is fantastic. So Joanna is the total package. We haven't mentioned yet. She's also a mom. So uh, she really is the total package. That is right now. That right is now fantastic. I'm a teacher, a business owner, a mom, so many things. <laughs> Doing it all, wearing all um, those hats. So hats. Uh, yeah. So this next question, you may have already answered with what you were telling us about the app, but what platform or medium do you feel is the best investment uh, of your marketing dollars? Maybe it'll be social media. I don't know. So, um, well, that's an interesting question because right now that app is saving my butt. Um, Blissful right now is the most important piece um, of my business. Um, And they do have a marketing side that lets me connect directly to my customers so I can access them through email and send email marketing to my customers as well as coupons and all sorts of stuff. Um, That being said, um, I couldn't even tell you like, because it's a funky time, right? It's, it's not even about marketing anymore. You kind of can't market right now. You can't really say anything right right now. There's too much going on. So um, I think just spreading love on social media and um, telling my customers about like little specials and, and knowing when to pull back. Um, I think is really important right now in the marketing aspect, like not putting a bunch of useless information out into the world. There's already so much going on that things I put out are more selective. Like here's our hours, here's what's going on. Um, Kind of just lightly filling people in. Great. That is a great perspective. A lot of wisdom in that for sure. So we are now going to shift gears and move into Uh, Our lightning round segment is called the final crumb. And one of my favorite quotes is I'd rather eat a crumb from the table of a winner than a full meal from the table of a loser. So we're spending time with Joanna, who is undoubtedly a winner. And so as we ask these questions, they're going to be crumbs of gold that come out of this. So just kind of the first thing that comes to your mind, we'll blast through these next uh, four or five questions. And before we move into the sweet course, and uh, wrap things up. So what is the one thing that you're the most passionate about today? People. People people are everything. Um, They make my business. They make my day. And our job is to make theirs. Yeah. Fantastic. What is the best advice you've ever received? Oh, my goodness. Eric, that is a (laughs) tough one. Um, Listen. Listen, and it, it kind of dates back to what I had mentioned earlier. Ask your customers and listen. Great. What book would you recommend to Passion Nation? Oh, okay. Um, now, this is a great one for restaurant owners and for all people. There's a book called The Mastery of Love. Um, okay. And it's quite interesting. It ties back to that people piece. And um, it ties also back to the training that I had my employees go through. 
So um, it's a really short read, it's a couple hundred, 150 pages or so. Um, and I think perspective on people will change after you read this book. Great. Now share one piece of advice for a food service sales professional to help them earn trusted advisor status. So you've got vendors that come in and call on you and, and work with you. What are some things that they can do or one piece of advice you would give them so that they can earn your trust and be a trusted advisor? Oh my God, this is a great question, Eric, because I get hounded by people, not just food service vendors, but all sorts of people trying to sell me all sorts of things. Um, I, my business is based on people, like I said, and um, it's connections and it's authentic connections that I end up moving backwards towards the people. Even if I can't use their product or service now, if they come to me genuinely and talk to me like I'm a human and not so salesy, um, we build a relationship. They come in, they see me, they have a coffee with me. Um, I will recommend them. I will end up hiring them. And and that's what is missing a lot in the sales force. I feel like people just expect that you need them or that their prices are lower, so you're going to go there. And I think for me, it's really building that relationship over time. Most of my vendors I've had um, since the beginning, I've had a few swap swap out in the beginning, some bad apples, but um, I feel like my team is my team, right? So the, the guy selling me paper products is not just a guy selling me paper products. He's Kevin and he's awesome. And if Kevin leaves, I don't know where I'll get paper products, right? Because um, he's my man. He listens, he hears right. me in an emergency. He's got my back and we kind of have, you know, a banter and a friendship going and, and nothing can really replace that, you know, $5 cheaper can't replace that. So I think really just building authentic relationships. Great. Yeah. There are enough things that can create stress in the day. Having that trusted relationship makes all the difference in the world. Exactly. Yeah. Fantastic. So now we're going to shift gears to the sweet course, which this is one final piece of sweet advice. So to our listeners, uh, what is, uh, we will, in this amazing VIP dining experience with you sharing one final piece of sweet advice, what would that be? The advice would be take the chance. If this is something that you want to pursue, take the chance. (laughs) Uh, You don't, you don't get anywhere without taking the leap. And um, if you're passionate and you really mean it, people know and they feel it and they come towards it. So what do they say? A uh, leap and the net will appear. If you build it, they will come. Fantastic. Yeah. Follow your, follow your, follow your passion. And I like to say nothing's going to change unless you go mad, which <laughs> is an acronym that stands for make a decision. You got to make a decision, right? And follow through. So uh, that's great thing. <laughs> and I want to, Thank our listeners for joining us today. Uh, Joanna, thank you for spending this time with me today. Uh, Go visit Joanna in Burbank, California at the Palm Coffee Bar. Uh, She is awesome. Uh, Thank you. You heard all the awesome. She is awesome. And you heard all the details about her uh, awesome coffee bar. You can check her out online. There are awesome pictures of all the menu items that she has. Uh, and remember that you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with Eric and Joanna today. So with that, 
We'll catch you on the next episode of Feeding Your Passion. Until then, go be great. As always, thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe. Also, please visit our website, feedingyourpassion.com, to sign up for our email list so that we can deliver each episode right to your inbox and so that you can give us feedback on our content because we want to be dialed in to what you're passionate about. Until next time, go be great, Passion Nation.